Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Sarah, are you bringing that pop-up toilet you have um, on your trip back to L.A., or is it staying in Minnesota? <laughs> the portable toilet is staying in Minnesota. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like we, we have our COVID protocols in place now, um, so, so that's going to stay here. I don't know what I'm going to do with it here. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's my favorite purchase of the pandemic. (laughs) Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about haters. They're going to hate. They are, and there's nothing to do about it. It might even be a good thing. Then in Take a Hike, we'll talk about using your team. Then we're going to debut a new segment called A Day in the Life. And this week's Hollywood Hack turns something basic into a little pickup. And Sarah, we have an update today. This is our last recording with you in Minnesota. So you are hitting the road. You're coming back to Los Angeles. Yes, I'm leaving tomorrow morning bright and early. It's 4 Long days of driving, then I will be in L.A. Liz, next time we do this, we'll at least be in the same city. I know. Maybe we're even (laughs) going to see each other. We haven't seen each other for uh, over eight months, I guess. I know. And we've already talked to Kimberly about having a sushi lunch in your backyard. So a nice socially distanced lunch. Yes, I can't wait. Meet you. We'll see you. Meet Kimberly. It's all going to be wonderful. Yes. Okay, it's time for From the Treadmill Desk Of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's Haters Gonna Hate. So first, I have to shout out to Taylor Swift, who's easily the most played artist in my house. I think I, at this point, know most of the words to most of her songs. (laughs) But this actually came up for us because we got a really unpleasant email, kind of out of the blue and insinuating all these things that are not true. And it spurred a conversation about how if you put yourself out there at all, someone is going to be pissed about it. Yes, it's akin to something my sister says, which is strong voices attract, but they also repel. 
It's like if you just put yourself out there in any fashion, someone is not going to like it and they're going to let you know about it. (laughs) And Sarah, we talk about this a lot in terms of Fantasy Island, because with every show you do, you open yourself up to a lot of criticism. You know, so people have an emotional connection to the show They're going to have a lot of strong opinions about it. And probably for some people, there's nothing we could do that they would like. Yes, I'm sure that's true. And also, I think, you know, we're really taking big swings with our stories and reimagining the show in a pretty significant way. And some people just are not going to like it. And we just have to be okay with that. Yes, we are just preparing ourselves now. Hopefully many more people will love it, I might add. When we talk about this, some people are not going to like it. I think about Mary McNamara, who is a critic for the LA Times, and she's incredibly smart. I kind of have a girl crush on her. And during the pandemic, she's been writing about a lot of other things. And some of the pieces that she's written about her childhood, I've found just incredibly powerful and beautiful. And I have an insane amount of respect for her. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh, God, what if Mary McNamara hates our show? You know, I just have to go, Okay, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And we won't just hear from critics. We'll hear from just regular people as well. So some will love it. Hopefully many. Some will hate it. But, you know, as we look forward and we go, oh, we're opening ourselves up and we are every time you do a show. It's like, what's the option? The only option is not doing it. So are we just going to not? do a show? Are we not going to tell stories we want to tell? Are we not going to have this whole experience of working with wonderful writers? I mean, we just have to kind of gird ourselves and um, be okay with people not liking us for whatever reason. Yes. And this applies. This is not just a TV writer thing. I mean, this is like way back in the day, I used to make jewelry and sell it at um, flea markets. It's like literally anyone who does anything where you just like create something, no matter what it is, and put it out there, some people are going to love it. And some people are going to be like, that's the ugliest jewelry I ever saw. You know, it just, it kind of goes with the territory. Yeah. I mean, even if you're like, you know, the head of a committee at your kid's school, some people are going to hate what you're doing and they're going to let you know. Definitely some people are going to hate what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) If you're the head of a committee at your friend's school, that's always, do it anyway, but it's always perilous. So it's just like, if you put your head up, someone's going to try to squash it. We have just decided we're going to practice being, as we have been doing for many years, but we're going to just continue to practice being okay with not being liked. (laughs) What can I say? You make it sound so uh, stark, but I guess that is what it is. (laughs) All right. Coming up, we have a take a hike that will help both your physical and mental health. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. 
Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we talk about mental, physical, and spiritual health. Today, we're talking about something that impacts mental and physical health. Use your team. Yes, this was something we reminded ourselves to do recently as our work picked up even more on Fantasy Island. We've been talking about how as showrunners, it's like things are just constantly coming at you and we're in a unique position, at least for us, we've never been in it before, where we're doing the pilot of the show at the same time that we're doing like the rest of the episodes, which just means literally everything is happening at once. Yeah. And we always feel like we should do everything ourselves to a certain extent, but We've hired these amazing people, and they are ready and willing to jump in. This week, we just, we had to get our pilot script done. It was very close, but we really needed time to just focus solely on the script. And so we started really leaning on our team. Yeah, like we had Adria, um, one of our wonderful writers, she's a co-EP, do sides for one of the main characters. And I realized, Sarah, as we were discussing this, some people don't know what sides are. Sides, for anyone who's interested, are the scenes that you give an actor uh, to audition with. So usually you can pull them from a script, but because we don't have scripts written, we didn't have sides for this particular character. (laughs) And it was something that really needed to be done and they needed to be good because a lot of people are going to be watching them and you want to really give the actor a chance to show their best performance. And then Adria did these amazing sides. Yeah, I don't think we changed one word. She sent them in. We were like, great, send them off to casting. Let's go. (laughs) Yes, it was wonderful. And everyone else is also stepping up. Like we have a writer, Mary, who's been off thinking about B stories and sending them to us, which is something that like, again, has to be done. But we're just like, we can't think of B stories right now. (laughs) And then like another writer, Ben, was off figuring out how to fix a problem we had with a certain episode. And it's just like so great how everyone rises to the occasion. Yeah, and it's... Challenge because sometimes we get so caught up with what we're doing that we don't stop and think about what others could be doing. But it's really yes. important to take that. I mean, it's not like it took so long. It was like five minutes. We were like, so-and-so could do this. So-and-so could do this. So-and-so could do this. Yeah. And it really... I think it makes everyone feel like they're involved and invested. It's like, go Fantasy Island team. Yes, totally builds team spirit. I mean, if you're a team, everybody wants to be a contributing member of a team, right? I mean, I know we do. Like, when we're part of the team, we want to have reasons to be invested and feel like ownership over what's happening. Yeah. The good thing about this, Sarah, is that, yes, it makes us mentally healthier because it gave us time to work on the pilot, which we desperately needed to do for a million different reasons, but it also makes us physically healthier. Oh, absolutely. Because if you're doing everything, that means probably you're not sleeping, 
It means probably you're not exercising. It means probably you're not spending time with the people in your life that you love. And that's not just a mental health thing. It's very much a physical health thing as well. And especially right now, I think we all need to think about our physical health and really like take care of ourselves. The other thing, Sarah, is that it makes the work better because there is no doubt that if you and I had done all those things we just listed, none of them would have turned out as well, including the pilot, which is our you know most yeah. important thing in front of us. None of them would have turned out as well if we had like quickly tried to do all of them. No, if we had tried to like throw out some B stories and fix the story that Ben was working on, and like I think about what those sides would have been like, oh, they would have just been like blah blah the blah. The most says in something. Sides. Yes, ever. And then Adria did them, and they had such energy and life. They were amazing. Yes. And Sarah, one more thing. I was thinking about this and thinking, well, I'd love to tell people and use your team at home too. But then I was thinking, you know, a lot of times at home, it's easier to do it yourself than to use your team. (laughs) I have to say, as someone who was trying to get an eight-year-old to help me pack a trailer this morning, (laughs) it really was easier to just do it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Coming up, we have a new segment, Day in the Life. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Sarah, this is exciting. We are debuting a new segment today called A Day in the Life. Lately, we've had a lot of listeners asking, what does a showrunner do day to day? It's kind of one of those mysterious jobs where people have heard of it, but they don't know what a showrunner actually does. And since we're still relatively at the beginning of our Fantasy Island season one journey, we decided it's the perfect time to kind of share what a showrunner does, and it'll change as the days go on. Yes. So from time to time, we will share a day in the life of a showrunner. But what we do changes depending on where we are in the cycle of a particular episode or the season as a whole. So like you said, we're still pretty early. We haven't started production yet. Everything is kind of prepping and we're casting and doing all this stuff. So Liz, let's dive in by starting with what we did yesterday. Yes. So before 9 a.m., we just did our own life stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At 9 a.m., we talked on the phone, you and I, and answered emails. And we watched casting tapes and talked about what we thought about various actors. And then from 10 to 11.30, we were in our Zoom room, our Zoom writer's room, talking about episode four with the writing staff. Yes, and we had had a really cool story, but you and I had realized... And I think we talked about this on the phone yesterday morning and also over the weekend, that we had just sort of complicated the story too much. So we talked with the staff about how to simplify it, and then we're adding a B story. So we talked about what B story we wanted to add, and it actually 
we came up with this just amazing B story. Everybody in the room was crying at various points. Because people were talking about personal stuff and they were um, crying. It was very sweet. Yeah. I'm glad that people feel that, including you, Sarah, that you can cry (laughs) in our Zoom room. (laughs) And then 11.30 to 12.30, we had a meeting. And when I say meeting, I mean a Zoom meeting with the creative team in Puerto Rico, including our production designer, Mina, about various builds she's working on for the show. So... Side note, we saw a sketch of what Rourke's office is going to look like, and it's going to be gorgeous and have a gorgeous view, and I'm very excited about it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, that was the most fantasy-esque element of the day. That hour of just, like, looking at all these beautiful things was like, oh! Yes. And then at 12.30, we pitched episode two to the network with Jane Espenson and Our Lady J. So Jane Espenson and Our Lady J are... unbelievably brilliant writers. Jane is writing the episode. Our Lady Jay is sharing story credit with her. So we wanted to kind of go over some changes that we were making to the story with the network, who loved it. There were chills in the pitch, which was lovely. So that all got approved, which is awesome. And now Jane is off writing that episode. And then at 1 p.m., we had a Zoom with Ray from Gemstone about directors and various other odds and ends, including ideas for episodes five and six. And I have to say, during that Zoom, I was eating lunch. Apologies to Ray. <laughs> and at 1.30, we called our casting director, Mark, to discuss casting issues. Basically, that was a follow-up to our 9 a.m. conversation that you and I had. And then starting at 2, we finally turned our attention to the rewrite of the pilot script, which fortunately at this point is not a significant rewrite. It was really kind of fine-tuning some things, and there were some changes that we wanted to make. But of course, that's the thing that takes the most time and in a lot of ways the most mental energy. So then we focused on that for the rest of the day until last night when we worked on our podcast. Then we, yes. we pulled all the podcast stuff together. So it really is when we say like we do everything on the show, you get a sense from that how it's really like every different element is happening at once. I mean, I looked through it, Sarah, and in some way or another, we worked on, I think, six episodes in some fashion yesterday. <laughs> And there's only 10. So we should be good, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. So we cut, <laughs> we covered them all. Yeah. Um, and you're constantly balancing the creative and the budget. So it's like throughout the day, we like are switching hats between creative talk, budget talk, creative budget talk. <laughs> so that's sort of the thing that I think we go into different modes, which in some yeah. ways is energizing because you get a break from the other thing, but in some ways is tiring because you're like using all these different parts of your brain. And for example, we're adding a character in this new rewrite that we're doing, which we know means, okay, this is another actor that we have to fly in. And, you know, it's another top of show cost that, you know, may not be in the budget, but we really feel it's important for the story. And we'll have to, down the road, make sure that we have an episode with fewer cast members that have to fly in. It's just a constant balancing. Yes. And every single thing is important that that is happening on a show. Yeah. And for somebody, it's like their number one agenda. So it can be hard to know how to prioritize. And that, I think, is 
kind of the skill that you gain over the years is knowing what to do when. Yeah. And as you know, of course, we always say it's a fun job and we enjoy it. But I think this is one of the things that we enjoy the most. The fact that it's just always a lot of different things and it doesn't ever get boring. Like days just zip, zip, zip right by. (laughs) They sure do. Now, Sarah, in a few weeks when we move into a new phase, we'll share another day in the life and we'll be doing totally different things. Like, you know, we might be sitting on the beach in Puerto Rico at work, (laughs) for instance. (sighs) That sounds nice. I, yeah, I look forward to that. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Choose a pick-me-up password. Yes, this hack comes from Ginger. She says, Liz and Sarah, I have a small Hollywood hack that has worked well for me. I am a teacher, and like many people, we are required to reset our passwords every quarter. This is by no means a daunting task. However, it can be a small, annoying task you must put on your to-do list. One morning, I got the email reminder to change my password, and having exhausted all of the usual password suspects, an idea came to me. What if I create a password that reminds me of what I want more of in my life? I began brainstorming words, joyful, grateful, happy, etc. Then I chose a word and combined it with numbers and symbols, ones that I would remember, to create a new password. Now, every time I have to log in, I have a gentle reminder that resets my mood, which has been especially nice this year trying to teach in a hybrid learning situation. Even when I feel a little overwhelmed or agitated, my mood lightens a little when I type a password such as 100% joyful. During one particularly stressful time, I was getting caught up in unnecessary drama at work, so I decided to make my password at stay in your lane. (laughs) That password reminded me daily to take a breath, do my job, and avoid office gossip. Such a good idea. So amazing. And I, especially like for me right now with everything going on, like I'm about to drive four days to get back to LA. Then we're going to Puerto Rico. Then I'm selling my house sort of, I think probably while we're in Puerto Rico, then I'm moving to Ojai. Like (laughs) there's so much that having a simple little word reminder that I have to do multiple times in the day would I think be really lovely. Sarah, during this time of the pandemic, I made one of my passwords a mantra. I won't say which one because I don't want to reveal my password, but <laughs> I know it was very helpful. Yeah. So thank you, Ginger. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sankola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sankola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch i'm on instagram at liz craft and sarah is at s fame sarah you have to post instagram photos of your drive back to la i will we also have a facebook group search for happier in hollywood on facebook to join the conversation until next week i'm sarah fame and i'm liz craft thanks for joining us it's a fun job and we enjoy it
there we were talking about various sorry i just realized there's a dog in here with me oh. <laughs> She's absorbing sound. He's been in here this whole time. <laughs> and he just went and looked like now he's staring at himself in the mirror. He's being very quiet. Crackers, where did you come from? Hold on, I'll let him out. <laughs> Out you go. From the Onward Project.